Gents, uh, welcome. Great to have you here. Thanks for taking the time to come and be here. Um, I think in and amongst the room, there are a couple of people from the mail list who have, who have joined. I invited everybody. Um, so good to have you here as well. Good to have everybody from the elite squad, one percenters. Um, obviously, there's only still only a fraction of people who can make it because of work, kids and other bits and pieces. But it's thank you for being here. If you're watching back, good stuff. All right. So tonight I just wanted to focus on um, um, on the main subject that we're going to be talking about tonight, which is um, priority. Then we do notifications and other admin bits towards the end. I'm still letting people in as we talk, so I apologise if it looks like I'm being distracted. Cool. All right. So um, I want to introduce this with a story. Now, you may or may not have heard this story from me before, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk it out anyway, because for me, this story was the... <clears throat> was the trigger for me to be able to understand that things were not right for me um, in terms of priority sense. So, and I, I actually remember when it was as well. So it was 2015. So none of you would have even known who I was then. Um, and I hadn't really even started working online. I was running a boot camp, And some of you might know my story of uh, the boot camp kind of being my um, focus in terms of when I left uh, the military, I joined the college and then I left the college to go and work for myself. So th my first year, I threw myself into my business. I had no choice. So what I did was do everything that I tell you not to do, like uh, not to do. So work ridiculous hours, neglect everybody, um, burn myself into the ground, trying to build a business to survive. And, and it was a survival um, thing. So when I started my business, we were doing, um, I left a college, which was a, a secure shit wage, but it was a secure wage. Um, and it was enough to pay the mortgage to like going into my side hustle. And it was only, only then that I was earning 650 pound a month, like, and, and all my outgoings was like two and a half grand. And um, I had to throw myself into my business. So in the first year, we took that business from 6,000 pounds a year to 106,000 pound a year. And that was purely from watching YouTube channels, learning from people on there, working 18 hour days, completely and utterly crucifying me um, and um, my mental and emotional and physical state. You know, my health suffered massively. Uh, and that was the price that I paid in that first year to become financially secure for me and just the two kids that didn't know Jemima then. And we had to keep the house. So as you can imagine, in that first year, um, I didn't prioritize me at all. And that was a real eye opener for me in terms of shit, I feel. But why do I feel so burnt out? And you've got to remember that when before that, I, I was in the military. So like, you know, work ethic. When we worked, we worked hard. And when we rested, we, we had a lot of downtime. But this was a different type of pressure that I was putting myself under. And and the problem was, is that when you throw a rock down the hill, if you push a big rock down the hill, it builds up momentum and it's very hard to stop. So if you imagine that analogy right there um, of that boulder going down the hill at 100 miles an hour and it just picking up speed, it didn't stop when the first when I got to the end of the first year, it didn't suddenly go, oh, we can have some balance now. Um, it's it continued. So this cycle of of working ridiculous hours, plowing myself into the ground, um, continuously striving for something that I didn't even know what I was striving for. So 
in theory, I lacked direction. Um, I lacked structures. I lacked routines and systems. I lacked awareness. Um, and it was all kind of coming to a head. And at the time, I was a physical training. I, I, was, I was a personal trainer. And I didn't look like a personal trainer. I looked like a washed up, like um, uh, middle-aged man, if you like. And the, the, the real point got to 2015 and I, and I was so busy. Do you know, I don't even know what I remember being busy was, well, like whatever the thing was that I was trying to do. But to me, it was everything because I was in this rat race. I was tunnel vision. So whatever I thought that priority was, um, it was obviously more of a priority than my health. And I was like, I've just got to work. I've just got to work. And that's what I kept on always saying to myself. I've just got to work. I've just got to keep going. I can't stop. I can't let up. And these are things that I kept on saying to myself over and over and over again. So remember when I talk to you guys, I talk about what we feed the brain and the mind is becomes our reality. So that I was too afraid to stop working because I was too afraid we were going to lose everything. So when we talk about being a priority, we talk about external distractions and those external distractions can be external belief systems. They can be, um, they could be mini micro traumas. So like I would say, I went through a micro trauma of going from having no money, being massively financially unstable to then throwing myself into this career and like um, and my, and my boot camp and being too afraid to, to, to hit the brakes or to slow down. So, Again, that external factor became a condition to me um, and my priorities. So I decided to go to the gym one day. hadn't been for ages. So I started to go and I got in the van. And the whole way in the van, I was going, I'm just too busy to train. I'm just too busy to work out. And I don't know if anyone's been in that position here. I, I guarantee that you you can, if there has, let's put our hands up so I can see. Is there anyone in here that's gone, I'm too busy to train? Yeah, great. Look, hands going up. Too busy to train. I've got too much on. There's too much to do. Yada, yada, yada. So I drove all the way to the gym. And the, the hardest part of going to the gym is getting there, right? Like is getting out the house and going to the gym. So I was in the van and it was like maybe a 10 minute drive. And I sat there and I convinced myself and talked myself out of going to the gym. And I took myself home and worked for nine hours and burnt myself into, a, into, a, into an oblivion. And one week later, um, uh, I, st I was seeing Jemima at the time. We were just friends. And she'd come around to see me and I couldn't get out of bed. And I was like chronically burnt out and fatigued and I didn't see it. And it had been stalking me for the last two years. And it crept up on me and hit me hard. And I couldn't get out of bed for like, honestly, I've never felt anything like it. And for one week, I, I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't muster the energy to put a sentence together. I couldn't muster the energy to take my class. I couldn't muster the energy to hang out with my kids. I couldn't muster the energy. So that was the real, that was a real eye opener for me. And I think in all of our lives, and when I work with men, I see men's, what's the right words here? So there's a really strong version of this, and then there's a lightweight. So I'll start with the lightweight. So the lightweight version is that you are slowly, slowly deteriorating from the way that you live your life when we continue to ignore the signs. 
And the strong way of putting it, which is what I said to somebody that was eating too much and couldn't control it, you're slowly committing suicide, which is a strong statement. But you are, because I could have had a stroke that week, definitely could have had a stroke. And I don't know if any of you have had it, but way back then, like I used to get like this pain and it's cortisol coming down here, stress down the left arm, tight chest, not able to breathe. And it was always like that. It was always like that before I met Jemima. And, um, and she took care of me for that week and she helped me out with the things, but I came out of that and I was like, it's got like, everything has got to change. And I think we all go through life daydreaming, um, or knowing what you have to do, but not acting on it until something bad happens. And quite often when this happens is when a parent dies. So when a parent dies, it wakes us up to actually we're, we're mortal. Do you know what I mean? Um, as harsh as it is, when your wife leaves you, okay, like the number of times that I have spoken to men or they've cried because they've realized they've, they've left it too late because their wives don't want to put up with a guy who's constantly putting their business and their work or their career before them. Do you know what I mean? Or when a guy's had a heart attack or a stroke, if a guy's had a heart attack or a stroke, do you know what it, it, it suddenly they're like, fucking hell, I've, I've been given a second chance. I've got that. So sometimes it takes a monumental event for us to realize that we haven't been doing it right. Some of you don't have to get to that extreme. Some of you can see it in everyday life. So the, um, the getting home late, the missing the dinner with the kids, the, the, the relationship, the wife being two ships passing, the looking in the mirror and seeing a kangaroo pouch and wondering where the fuck it come from. Um, the, the, the lack of purpose, the waking up and wondering where you're going, the low self-belief, the confidence on where your life is going. Suddenly, like there can be a multitude of these small, what I would call 1% losses or 1% realizations that pile up to suddenly go, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going with it? And that was me. And that was that, that, and that was, um, that was the combination of, that was the trigger for me to start building a lot of the systems that I teach you guys. Now, obviously the systems that I teach you guys, they evolve and the things that I started doing back then have dramatically evolved over the last eight years for, for me to slowly understand that I'm the priority. And I'm going to go through some things with you now in terms of some key statements and stuff. So you, some of you would have heard me say this before, and this is almost what I have to get into every single one of your, your heads. Um, and whether you are a business owner, whether you professional guy, whether you're career driven, whether you just got a job, whatever it might be. For me, this statement is the most important statement. Um, and, and if you can get this and understand this and put some explanation on it after it will change the game for you. Okay. And this is what I, and this is, this is what I embed with the guys that I personally mentor on a top 1% club. Okay. So the guys that I work with personally mentor, this is where it starts. And the saying is success starts at home. Okay. Success starts at home. So what does that mean? So that means that we're going to take care of three key things. Three key things that we're going to take care of when success starts at home. The first one, 
in the comments, I want you to tell me what you think the first one is. Fucking hell. Do you know when those teachers get super proud because all their students got an A? That's kind of like, fucking hell. That's that moment. Good. 100%. Every single one of you know it, right? Every single one of you, like, put that there. And I always used to do the analogy in the five-day challenge when we used to do the five-day challenge is that if you want to save your family when you're on an airplane, you can't do it unless you put your own mask on first. Because you you want to save your little girl or your little boy or your missus or your boyfriend or whatever, but you can't do it because you're passed out. Do you know what I mean? We're passed out. And you have to remember that um, all of the time. So I categorize it as just health. So health or yourself. And underneath health is mental and emotional and physical. So success and and these are things that if you are making notes, which is great, you can watch this back. I'm going to put this up on the podcast as well. Um, we have to understand and uh, we have to ask ourselves the challenging questions are, what am I doing to improve my mental health, to improve my emotional conditioning and emotional intelligence and my physical conditioning? Now, what we are not trying to do here at all, what I don't want people to like, I'm not trying to get people to have six packs of bulk and muscles. Now, if you look good like that, fucking mint, awesome. What we need to be doing is getting ready and being fit for life. Because life, the way I look at life is like being ex-military. And if there's any ex-military, you might get it as well. It's like this one big war. Okay. When I went to Afghanistan um, and we went there, there was we were fighting a war. So the war was getting home safe after six months. But to do that, we had to fight multiple tiny battles, multiple tiny battles. And every one of you are fighting them every single day. There's something going on. There's always going to be a problem. And then there's going to be a solution. So it's the problem solution model scenario. When there's a problem, how do we solve it? Okay, if you get shot at, how do you reply? Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like winning those micro battles. So to do that, you need to be physically strong. You can't lead a successful professional life. You can't lead a personal successful life if you are not fit physically. Okay. You can't do it unless you show some mastery to your emotional conditioning. And that means thinking before you speak. Okay. That means um, reflecting on your actions. That means understanding the consequences of your actions. And it means being aware of the whole three, 360, right? Being aware all the way around you, awareness. And then the mental is the fortitude and the resilience to actually get back up every time you do fall down. So if we have that bad day, it's the ability to go to bed and wake up and go again. And some of you may have seen through the blogs or the, or the content that we've done, uh, me and Gemma had probably the worst January ever since we've met each other, not with each other, but with external stuff happening. But it didn't feel like we did or didn't feel like we had been through that battle because we're conditioning, we're ready for it, you're building for it. And all the training that I do for myself, that's when it happens. That's what we do. 
So you might go through two or three weeks where nothing happens, then boom, something comes into your life and it completely disrupts it. Do you know what I mean? It completely unearths you, distracts you, disjoints you. You suddenly come off path. But it, it then is a case of awareness, having the emotional conditioning to understand that, having the physical strength to then go, I'm not going to succumb to this. I'm going to get myself back on path. We, we flick the switch inside of our head, bang, we get back on track. We might be slightly wounded. You might be slightly cut by it, by whatever's happening. Do you know what I mean? But we do get back on path. And it's that recovery that shows your level of conditioning. So when we say success starts at home, unless you can master what we've just spoken about, your professional career or your career or anything else outside of that, your relationships, your your any anything else is never going to reach its peak. You're never going to reach that potential unless we start with that you under success starts at home. Okay. Um, so the second one is priority relationships. It's priority relationships. It's taking care of them. It's communicating with the people around us. It's understanding the people around us. It's making sure that they're taken care of. It's making sure they're taken care of. It's making sure that they feel safe. It's making sure that you support them when there's a bad scenario going on and going round. Do you know what I mean? If we can't do that and you go off to work and you're still struggling to, because you're disconnected and you and your wife are like two ships passing at night, if you're not the shining armour, knight in shining armour to your wife, then you're going to be thinking about that. You're going to be distracted about that. That's going to affect it because eventually time will catch up with you and you'll end up separating and then you've got to go through the whole of that. Okay, so you've got to take care of what's important because when it comes to like priorities, they are your value. I always think that if everything in our, my professional world, if my business crumbled for whatever reason, if all the social media disappeared overnight, and I couldn't be able to connect with people or build a business online. If I ended up in a bed sit with one room and all, of the, and, all, and all of the family, I'd still be pretty happy. But if I ended up with the biggest business in the world, with all of the money in my bank and no family, I'd be the most miserable bloke on the planet. And you've got to put yourself in that priority state. Do you know what I mean? Just give me one second. Sorry, guys, just had to say goodnight to a little one. Um, so, so the second part of this is um, priority relationships, okay? So when success starts at home, you, those people closest to you, and then the third one. So I am going to ask what people think the third one is um, just to see what type of answers we get. So inter you can interact in the comments what you think the third one might be. If someone gets it, I'll give them a pat on the back. Yes. Okay. So what's the one thing that can 
stop you focusing on those two things. The one thing that can stop you focusing on those two things is the external world. It's your job. It's your boss. It's people around you. It's the news. It's porn. It's alcohol. So what we have to do is make sure that those two things that we've spoken about are well protected. And to make sure that we protect those two things, the third one is creating barriers. Okay. Unless we have barriers, exactly the four, unless we have barriers, unless we create a safe environment where you can put up your wall and say, nothing out there is going to get in here and affect me and the way that I show up or my family. Thank you, my love. <laughs> and unless you have those um, barriers in place, then those two things are going to cr crumble and then it's the domino effect. And then we stop prioritizing for ourselves, right? Then we stop doing those things. Does that make sense to everyone? Okay, so when success starts at home and you should be thinking about these things all the time, you should be reflecting on what I'm talking about on your morning routines. And you should be saying to yourself, how am I taking care of me? How am I leading my family? And what are the barriers in place to make sure that they don't get overrun? Happy? Okay, so these are the type of things that we're thinking about in terms of, right, priority. Okay, it's important. Um. So I just want to talk about a couple of things that distracted me massively um, <clears throat> when I lacked priority back then. Okay, so when I lacked priority, um, it was career driven. Okay, so it was career driven. So when we think about the amount of time, energy and focus that we put into different categories of our life, if we break the categories down into, <clears throat> to keep it simple, personal and professional, okay, personal and professional. So what I want you to do is that I want you to think right now, just for a minute or two, what percentage of time, energy and focus you put into your career and what percentage of time, energy and focus you put into your personal life. And I want you to think about this. The thing is, is that a lot of you are working on yourself now, but I still believe that the majority of you will have a higher percentage on your career front. So I want you to think carefully now what yours would be. And if you want to share with the group, then stick it in the chat. So what you'll end up doing, you don't have to just literally, the first one's going to be your professional the second one's going to be your personal. So you might go 75, 25. Okay. And if you're happy to share that and you've got to be honest, you've got to be ruthless. So what we're talking about is how much time are you putting into your career or how versus how much time are you putting into your family and you? Okay. How much energy are you putting into your career versus how much energy are you putting into you and your family? Okay. And how much focus is going into your career and how much focus is going into your family so i'm 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 going to be i'm about 55 45 you know what i mean So there's lots of patterns emerging as long as everyone's done it right and and they're putting like the professional first 
we're seeing a lot of can you can can you all see the misplaced imbalance that we've got so you think about those weight scales so like a lot of our time energy and focus is is way down on our career and a lot of our personal stuff is like up here up here so we're not we're not focusing on that so now what i want you to do is an exercise you don't have to share this in the comments this is for you personally i want you to create a two step action plan of what you're going to do and you you and i mean what i would probably do here is make notes on it and then elaborate it because you're going to do this as part of a process and you're going to share your results in the group by sunday so what i want you to do is think about a two step action plan that can help you not get back to 50-50 because you're not going to fucking get back to 50-50 in the first week, all right? But what you can do to reclaim 10 more percent of your time, energy, and focus going in the right direction. So it's all about these marginal gains that we can make to move ourselves back in the right direction. So what we've done here is raised awareness of the situation. We're almost trying to grind to a halt that rock that is falling, free falling down the mountain. We're trying to slow it down and then we're trying to realign it. Just two simple steps. Now, we'll go through some examples and we'll think about what we can do here. So I can guarantee that in here, the majority of you do have a morning routine, but it could be much better. Yeah, just put your hand up if you feel that your morning routine could be much better and make a difference to the way you show up in the morning. Yeah, 100%. So then you've got to think to yourself, well, what does better mean? What does better mean? What does improved mean? So to me, it means how do I, how do I focus on the success starts at home scenario where the number one focus has to be me? Because you are the asset of your life, your career, your relationships, your marriage, your children. You are that. You are the asset. And if you had an asset, you take care of it. So in the mornings, what can you do to take care of it better? Do you know what I mean? Could, could, you, could you commit to consistency with yoga, with meditation, with journaling, with maybe doing work? Maybe you work for an hour and a half and you get your number one focus done. Okay. Maybe you take the dog for a walk. Maybe you go for a run. Maybe you go to the gym. But what can you do to reinforce that percentage to move it in the right direction? Okay. This, I guarantee that this is controlling the majority of your lives. And as soon as that fucking Apple thing, if, if some of you have seen it out in the press, the VR headset that people are putting on, and it's, and I don't know if you've seen it, you put it on and you can see your phone, you can watch screens and you're doing all of this stuff. It's, man, as soon as that comes in, you're going to see divorce rates going through the roof, I'm telling you. But, Coming back to this, when does that go off? So this is the work phone here, and this is the personal phone. Now, obviously, I'm working here, but that would normally go off probably about half past four. That will sit in here, right in my little slot here, and then it will be this one here. There's no social media here. Okay, so what have I created here? I've created the barrier. Okay, this is, this is the portal to you lot. Okay, this is the portal to like people asking me questions. This is the portal to solving problems. This is the portal to marketing. This is the portal to the next. I've just got, I've just got to send this email. I've just got to do this video. I've just got to fucking do this or that or the other. Or your family sitting in the other room. Oh, daddy, 
Yep, it just won't be a minute, Daddy. Yep, it just be a minute. Just fucking wait, will you? And you lash out. And then all of a sudden, you create friction. Now you're feeling guilt. Do you know what I mean? You probably don't swear, but you probably lose your rag. Probably lose your rag as well because your mind, your mind is consumed with work. And that has to be, and this is where the stuff that we're doing with the guys in the squad, the guys in the 1%, that transition routine is vital, absolutely crucial. You should not be doing main tasks towards the end of the day. You should be thinking at four o'clock, I've got one hour left. Okay, so I'm going to wind down. I'm going to plan tomorrow. I'm going to think about what needs to be done tomorrow. I'm going to make sure that I'm focused. I'm going to sign off on anything that I'm thinking about so I can get clarity, 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 clarity. Clarity is the thing that allows you to be able to switch off because you feel in control. And it all comes down to that word control. If we don't feel like we're in control, then we feel that we need to find control by going back on. Okay. And the minute you switch off, you, can't, you must not go back. And then all of a sudden, your time, your energy, your focus is then present on the priority relationships. So we've created boundaries. Then we've created space, space for the external world to focus on the things that are important, priorities. Is this all making sense and starting to sink in? There's like this big matrix, right, that we're trying to make sure that you're kind of nailing. So what I want you to do and and... I'm not going to chase you down on this. Like you either want to do the work or you don't want to do the work. And if you don't want to do the work, you've got to ask yourself why you're here. By Sunday, I want you to just to headline it, focus task. I will schedule a post for Sunday morning, early in the morning, and it will say focus task, um, two point action point to find 10%. And in the comments, Let's put everything in the comments so we keep it all tidy. Okay. What I want you to do is try and make sure that you do it. Do it on your notes on your phone when you're allowed on your phone in your phone time. Um, and type it up. Don't just do it for the fucking sake of doing it. Follow through on it. Do it for the rest of February. Find the 10%. So my personal challenge to you is by the time February finishes, you find that 10%. And then you kick on with momentum because by the time March comes, guys, everybody in here is going to feel a little bit more motivated because it's a little bit lighter. It's turning into spring. You know, it's like January and February or grind, but we want to find that 10%. Okay. And the last thing that I want you to add to that is what's the consequences of not doing it? Because there's a price to pay. Okay. There's a price to pay when you don't prioritize your family, when you don't prioritize you. So I want you to understand what that cost is. Okay. Equally, I want you to understand, okay, the good price that you pay for doing it. Okay. Better connection with the wife. There's nothing better when you've got a good relationship going, right? There's nothing better when you're having fun and when you're bantering. Okay, or if you're single, you're having that great banter with yourself in the mirror. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you can have banter with women on or blokes on Tinder. Um, it's important. Getting those three things right is so important. And you should write that down in your journal or your diary or get it made up. Success starts at home. 
do it as a phone screensaver. Success starts at home. And it's a good reminder to keep coming back to that because that's the standard. Like that's the standard. That's why we're all here. You've all taken an hour out of our evening to make sure that we understand how you can be better for your wife, your partner, your children, your job. Because when this is all right, the success starts at home, you take it into your job. You take it into your job. And then all of a sudden, your boss is looking at you going, who the fuck is this guy? Like, do you know what I mean? Because you're finer on all cylinders. Everything's good at home. Everything's good at base. So naturally, your strategies just naturally improve. Your time management improves. Your energy improves. You're not walking around like a fucking zombie. Went to London two weeks ago, and I, I love people watching in London. And just people walking around like lemon, like lifeless, miserable, rushing, stressed. Do you know what I mean? Me being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's got this is what's got to happen all right so that's a good story a good insight uh good points for you to take away and a little task and exercise to be able to follow up on that happy cool so i'm going to open up i've got about just over 10 minutes to open up for anybody that wants to come on we're going to keep it short and sharp so that everybody can have a, a say or pitch it can be related to the priorities. It can be asking me any questions. I know exactly what people are thinking. People have got questions, but they feel like they can't come on. Please do come on, show a little bit of courage. If anyone has a story of success with this or someone that has failed at this, someone has maybe gone through the rigmarole of not getting it wrong with their priorities, please share. All right, let's start with Andrew. Evening, JP. How are you? Good, man. You? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, just, uh, I just wanted to say it does take a momental thing to happen, you know, to or crumble for things to happen. But I'm, I'm. That's not what I'm coming on to chat about. Um, be interested to hear, you know, what you would do differently to the James in 2015 when you started, you know, your career journey, you know, with the priorities and, you know, kind of starting your business, start your kind of entrepreneurial journey and maybe kind of share if there's other folk, you know, maybe wanted to do the same thing, but trying to prioritise uh, your own well-being with trying to build a successful business. Yeah. Um. So first and foremost, like I think, and it will sound like weird, but I don't think I would change anything because I would never have improved myself if I hadn't gone through it. Um, and I, I, you have to go through something to really qualify to be able to educate other people through it. So you know, I'm really grateful for all of the good times, but also a lot of the stuff that I've gone through. You know, I've gone through. We all have. We've all got a different story, but we've, we we go through different stuff. And I think in order to improve something, you have to feel the pain of it first. So, you know, I, I, I would say that if there was somebody in here that was wanted to go down that journey of starting a business, et cetera, is that, you know, um, a lot of the stuff that we teach in the blueprint is a great fact. If I had all of it, so basically if I had all of that stuff in that blueprint, 
that I created for you guys and what the guys come in to do when, when, when guys join us and they follow the blueprint. If I had that, I probably wouldn't have, I probably would have still burnt out because I was in the survival mode. When your back's up against the wall like that, you, you have to show up on another level. Um, but you would certainly have some guidance on how to look after yourself, take care of yourself, have more awareness. I really wish that I probably took the time to find a community maybe similar to this um, to support me, keep me aware. And I think it's constant awareness. When you, when you try to, so one of the biggest problems that a lot of guys have is that they know what to do, but they just don't do it. And then what you often find is why we invite men to come in and work with us is because you have community, you have education and you have accountability. And there are three things that we need if we're ever going to elevate the way that we live our lives. Okay. If we don't have those three things, we're just by ourselves. And you, although you know in your head what you're doing is wrong, you still do it anyway. And you keep going down that circle. Does that make sense? So if I was, I wouldn't do anything different from 2015, but if I had to, if you had to put a gun to my head, it would be to make sure that I had some training. And I wish I spent more training on time management, structure and routines. I wish I, I, I prioritized those things that I studied in the first year, as well as all of the marketing stuff and all the sales stuff and all the accounting stuff that I had to learn. But again, you don't know unless you're in that situation. Does that make sense? Has he gone? He's fucking gone, isn't he? I think he's lost connection. Just fucking talk to myself, Andrew. Okay. Um, so who's next here? John. Hello. Sorry, I just I just literally pulled over then because I put my hand up. I no stopped to pull over. Um and I'm just pulled over. So um yes, so um it was listening to your uh your one that you did a few days ago on procrastination. Um, oh, yeah. and uh, that's, that's such a shift for me. So I've realized I've built up and been building up lots and lots of this. I've been stacking procrastination yeah. on myself in lots of areas. And it was the fear of doing something and fear of realizing that, shit, if I do that, oh my God, I'll have to do something else. And I didn't realize it, that I was thinking that I was holding all this stuff in my head constantly. And then I realized that, I'm procrastinating doing it because I feel I need to be busy. And then the moment I started stop procrastinating or making a major crack on it to get it done, all of a sudden, all the chaos stopped. I suddenly felt like I had loads of control. And then over the last week, um, on the night before, before my next day, I write out on my great big whiteboard, everything from 5.30 on an hourly slot right through to nine o'clock at night. Um, and I did that. And for the last week, my children have been with me for the entire week. And it's been absolutely amazing. I've had one of the busiest weeks I've had since starting my business in over a year. I mean, crazy, crazy busy. I, I've probably invoiced the most I've ever invoiced in one month in this week. And I've not snapped up my kids once. I've been there when they needed me to be. And I've been able to be calm. And that's all because... I stopped procrastinating and every night before I went to bed, I drew out the plan and I didn't just write out the plan. I got my two boys to stand there with me going, does this work? Is there any tweaks we need to make on this? And do you change on this? I'm on the big whiteboard. 
And before they went home, the last two days before they went home to see their mum, they were there going, oh, dad, can we make a tweak today? He says, because I prefer to do this. And then one of my youngest boys, he goes, oh, dad, he says, I really feel like I'd like a lifting tomorrow because it's on your way through to work. So instead of me leaving at eight, can we leave at 8.15 and I'll help you get Sky ready for school and then we can all leave together. Nice. You know what you're doing, don't you? You you know what our our slogan is, don't you? What's our slogan? Uh, lead, lead, lead yourself to lead others. On yeah, lead you to lead them. Yeah. So what? That, that's yeah. in theory what you're doing, John. Which is, I, I. So one of the things that we are, are going to do, or one of the things I have planned over the next two to three years, is to create a coaching foundation for men that follow me, for men that take part in us, and I'm going to teach men how to coach other men, or teach men how to coach other people. Because when you start coaching other people, like whether it's your kids or other people, and you learn how to coach and teach others, you, you suddenly, your own skill set goes to a whole nother level. It just goes yeah, to yeah. a completely different level. So I, what I really love is the fact that you are, number one, not forcing it on your kids, which is, which, which is brilliant. It's a case of, oh, look what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And then a case of watch and repeat, watch and repeat, being involved, taking control. And it it makes you probably want to show up more. Do you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> it really is. It massively really more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I so I so I I remember doing uh, my lists and stuff on the board and it's all over. And I remember going up to my boys' room and obviously do every dad does this. Don't tell me that they don't. They go around the room, make sure there's no narcotics in the room. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Make sure they're not up to <laughs> uh-huh. anything. So I, I come across uh, uh, this note and I just wanted to like check it. And he, he wrote out his list and it was mirrored to mine almost like top 10 things I want to achieve over the summer. And it was really great to see. And I didn't really, and, and I spoke to him when he got, was older, it was about a year and a half ago. And he was like, he's just mirroring everything that we're doing, but without the verbal state. And that's what you almost should be thinking, guys. It's almost... It's what you do when nobody's watching that really makes the difference to your life. Do you know what I mean? It's the yeah. small micro elements that, you know, really make it different. Yeah, 100% train the trainer. So train the trainer is a military thing where you you would always have people. So we would have, with Royal Marines, we'd have external military uh, regiments coming in and then we would teach them our standards and what we went through and stuff like that. So there's always somebody that can learn from somebody like I've just invested in a new coach over in America. I watched his stuff and I was like, man, that's just blown me away. And the only re- the only way I'm going to raise my game is that if I invest money in here, in this guy who's taken the time to learn his craft to improve me. And that's what you're doing, John, in theory, you are, you are teaching these kids how to do it. You're, you know, and then they'll go away and they'll tell their mates. So it's a really positive thing you're doing. And that one thing, what my point is that I'm taking a long time to get to, is that that is the emotional connection that I spoke about in that video that avoids procrastination. Yeah, that's totally. And that, it just, since I've been targeting every time I get that, that feeling, you know, when I get feeling that creeps into your chest, yeah. Just below your chest, it's just yep. there and it bites. It's just yep. biting away. Yep. Like, oh, okay, I'm I'm procrastinating on something. What is it? Yep. What am I feeling anxious about? Because I'm not doing something I think I should be doing. 100%. Or I'm going to myself, actually, I don't need to do that right now. I'll write it down on my list and I can do it later. 
because that's when I can actually do it and I don't need to do it now. But if you live yeah, to 75, responding. if you live to 75, they reckon you, you waste about seven years procrastinating on things overall in that yeah, lifetime. Fair, fair I'll probably double that because I've done yeah. really well at crack, 100%, 100%, 100%. John, thanks for sharing. Thank you. All right, Steve. Hello, mate. All right. Big man, what's happening? Yeah, good, mate. Um, yeah, I just wanted to sort of reflect on what you said about, obviously, the the big events in your life that, that sort of changes you. And I think what that actually does and what, you know, what it did for me, I you know, shared my story when we were down in London about getting ill and, and that sort of changed my life. Is it enables you to have self awareness and, and, and just sort of stop because you I think what I realized at that point was that I wasn't going to solve all my problems with the same brain that created them. <laughs> um, and I needed to move on. And 100%. I think you know, you can avoid that that sort of big event in your life if you do just take that full stop and think sometimes and just uh, and just start to think, you know, I've created all these problems, I've created all these issues, I've created this procrastination. What can I do? now with a different brain and with a different outlook to do that and i was really lucky when i came out of hospital at that time that there wasn't a community about at the time but it was just when it was just around about the time the podcasts were becoming successful and that became my community and sort of listening to the likes of rich roll and what have you sort of changed my life and i still didn't get it for a while i was still putting far too much focus on on the work side of things and it's only been in the past sort of probably a year or so where i've realized that you know i think when we're talking about that sort of split between you know professional and personal, I, th I think it even goes a bit deeper than that. In that, probably 60 40 percent of my time is, is is spent professional, personal, but probably energy and focus. It probably is more around about 50 percent because when I hated my job, then I had a crap life at home as well. And now I was at my job, I have a crap, I, I have a sorry, I have a crap, <laughs> I have a good life on both sides yeah. as well. So, yeah, so I think it is just creating that full stop and getting that self-awareness about where you are yeah. and then yeah, using a different brain to try and create a different outcome. 100%. And there was something that you triggered there, which is a really good point for everybody here. I think like when we talk about the split of the percentages where time, energy and focus is going. So like, uh, excuse me, when I used to run the five-day challenges, that split would naturally be like a 75, 25%, but it's factored in and that's the main thing right so we fat like babe this week i've got five day challenge it's all it's all consuming i have to be here i have to be present but then what we do in the way we equalize it is that the following week it's 25 percent business and then 75 percent. so we then bring it back right there are times when you have to go away for work right there are times when you've got a big launch or a big project or a big pitch coming up or something guys and you have to put that time and effort in but that's where the communication comes in and the understanding and the plan and the strategy in terms of it's not always going to be like this. It's when it's like all the time and you're walking around like a zombie, that's when it becomes the problem. Right. And that's, and that's what you say. You, you, you can't do that unless you involve that brain, that mindset on top of that. So good point. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Final one, Phil. Evening JP. How's it going? Good man. You? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you yeah. hear me? Good stuff. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, cool. Just an observation on myself, really. One of my sort of key goals relationship-wise last year was to, to go on that mad holiday went with the family at the end of the year to Thailand. Brilliant holiday. Worked, grafted all year to get there. And then um, when I've come back, I, I mean, I've totally come out of the process for three weeks. And I think you mentioned it earlier in the year. It's good to come out of the process 
and just reflect a little bit and just have a bit of a break from it. What I found is when I come back in January, first two and a half weeks, I really struggled to get going again. Really struggled. I'm all right now, but I feel like I've lost three weeks, yeah? And I'm like, I don't know what it was. I just found it really hard. Whether it was because it was a big milestone. It was like, you know, I put so much effort into going there and doing that for the family. Um, like I felt like I needed to reward myself with a break from the process. I don't know what it was, but yeah. does that resonate? I yeah. mean, I, else like I, I often encourage, I, I often encourage a break from the process. So I think Mark Jordan does yeah. this. I think like, so whenever you do, um, let's say you're doing a weight training regime, right? So you could do eight weeks, really tough weights, right? At some point you need to let the body recover. So you, after eight weeks, you take a week's break. And there's a couple of things that it would do for you. It probably makes you realize how important this process is for you and your yeah. development personally, professionally, for the family and everything else going on there. Um, and secondly, it probably um, it, it probably gives you an eye opener of just how far you've come as well in terms of like, man, like those first couple of weeks probably felt like a white belt again, like just constantly getting tapped <laughs> out, like, you know. Whenever I take a break from yeah. jiu-jitsu, I go back and I just get like the, the top guys, the black belts, just throw me around like a rag doll because I'm not conditioned as I was two weeks ago. And it literally only, if you're a runner as well, you only take a week out of running and you start running again, you feel like you need a new set of lungs. But it then it just yeah. makes you appreciate um, the, the whole process more. And I think, I don't think there was anything wrong um in doing that at all and i think you did the right thing and you know it's credit to you to get you back where you were yeah i, I i've been thinking about it thinking right if we did that again which hopefully we can do it again you know with the family that'd be great something yeah. like that yeah would i come completely out of the process or would i go 50 percent or 30 percent, 20 percent? so when i come back into it yeah i'm not going to find it's difficult you know yeah 100 percent. So that's probably what i'll do yeah, so we with the lads that work in the elite squad, so our the, their accountability is is a, is is more intense than it is in a brotherhood, um, and uh, quite often what we do when we talk about um, I give the guys the option. So if they give us the option, so basically we do an accountability chart at the end of each week. So they either take the option to say right, I'm out for the week. If you're out for the week, that means you don't come in and you make that decision, or some people like to just come in. So I think Mikey B did this. He he went on safari, but he just checked in. There was no, it didn't have to be standout clear goals or stand out what, what the procedure is for that. He just would come in and he would just keep connected with the group and keep that little tie in there. And you just have to understand, like, what do you want? So like when I go away in Easter, we're going away for two weeks in a camper van. The first week, I'm just going to be disappear off the face of the planet to everybody. But then the second week, I'm going to slowly yeah. integrate working again, slowly initiate it so that actually when we get back, we get back to routine and everybody would have a different yeah. way of doing it. And you've learned something about yourself. And when people go on holiday, yeah. they will learn something about themselves, you know. Uh, that's good. Because it's a long holiday, you know, it's three and a half weeks. It's not like long a week, two week thing. It was three yeah. and a half weeks. It's a long time, isn't it? You know, long time. It's a long, long time, time spending with your family, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking probably end up killing yeah, them. I know. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so that was it, really. Okay, good man. Thanks for sharing. Cool. So um, I no probably should have done this before questions. Um, 27th of April, Brotherhood meet. Paintballing, um, Birmingham. You need to make sure that you're, you've got in touch with John. Go to events. Make sure you've booked in your place. Make sure you complete the form. Get into the WhatsApp group. I think we're going to end up closing 
um, inquiries at the end of February. So the end of February is the deadline to make sure that you're doing that if you want to come along. Make the effort. Like, honestly, it will be really great to for everyone to network, everyone to get together. Um, and I'm planning to go up to Friday night. So if anyone's going to be there on a Friday night, we can then have some drinks in the bars, do some naked wrestling, whatever. Um, something along those lines. Uh, the other thing is, is that on March the... Um, March the 23rd and 24th, we have our first quarter challenge. Okay, so if you haven't checked that out, please go and make sure you do that in events as well. So you're either running half a marathon, you're walking half a marathon, you're cycling a marathon, or you're swimming three miles. Um, and if anyone does all four, I'll give you a special prize. Um, one after the other, by the way, as well. Um, what was the other thing that I wanted to tell you guys? I don't, think I, can, I don't think I can remember. If I put it up in the group, that's fine. Um, feel free, guys, at any point, just to drop me a message should you need anything in, in the app. Um, make sure you've booked in the next focus call, um, which I have got here. So if you're unsure, always go to events, okay? Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Yep. So the next one is going to be on the 19th of February. It's a Monday, guys, okay? Just it's not always it's only going to be a Monday. It's just because of a, a one off because I've got something on on the Tuesday. So on the Monday, 19th of February, please make sure you make a note. It's not the usual Tuesday. OK, it's just the one off. Um, so the other thing is, let's make sure that accountability is getting done, guys. All right. On this on your phone here, you've all got a clock, right? You've all got a clock with alarms right here. So you can set your alarms, set your alarm for your morning routine at half past seven. So if you've forgotten to do it, your alarm goes off. OK, set your alarm for Sunday at 1900 to remind you to make sure your weekly plans are up. OK, set an alarm for Wednesday to make sure you, it's not fucking hard. It's small micro commitments that will separate the difference between those that are playing safe in the average comfort zone and those that are thriving. Right. It's important for you to be able to do that. Okay. Um, the accountability is the awareness, you know, it's the awareness, guys. It's making sure that you show up. It's making sure you do your personal accountability. Like I'm only asking for you to give me one, one post a week in terms of what your wins are, what your losses are, what's going on. And some of them are really fucking good. Some of you are all over it. And the last thing is, is make sure you do your morning accountability in the comments of the posts that are up. Because it is near on impossible to go through the whole of that feed trying to look for everyone who's just fucking gone bandit on it. Um, so make sure just keep it in that structure for me. Everyone happy? Guys, thanks so much for making this evening. Um, I will get this recording up tomorrow. Get it up on the podcast by the end of the week so you can listen back. Get your tasks done in. In fact, or you can set an alarm now to make sure that on Sunday... Set an alarm to remind you that your focus task is done and I'll schedule that tomorrow to go up Sunday morning. Thanks for being here. See you on Monday the 19th. Have a good one. See you soon, guys. Take care.